0: Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our visions of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson, so, put your thinking cap on because school is now in session. Before we get into it today, make sure that you are subscribed to the show Growth Mindset University, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Everything we do here is to help you, to help you learn so that you can do all that you were created to do, so that you can maximize your potential and who you are as cliche as that sounds we have interviews with new york times best-selling authors and really just the most successful people in the world every single week two times a week we have those interviews so we don't want you to miss it make sure you go do that and now without further ado please enjoy the show guest today is Ray Higdon. Ray is the co-founder of the Higdon Group, a coaching and training company for network marketers that has been on the Inc. 5000 list and last month was recognized by Entrepreneur on their Entrepreneur 360 list for innovation, impact, and growth. We're all about growth here. Yes, know sir. Know. yes, sir. <laughs> Ray has shared the stage with Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, Gary Vaynerchuk, and many more of today's thought leaders around sales, marketing, and entrepreneurship. Ray and his wife Jessica are former number one income earners that now share their social media and offline strategies around the world to network marketers at all levels. Ray Higdon, welcome yeah. to the show, my
1: friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's do it.
0: So what, what is network marketing?
1: So, network marketing is just an infrastructure that allows everyday ordinary people to start a business for very low risk and low overhead and get paid to promote a product or a service that helps others.
0: Okay. So, what were you doing before network marketing, before you got into network marketing? When was that?
1: Yeah. So, I I had dabbled in network marketing for a few years. Uh, but my main focus was real estate. So I was a real estate investor from 2004 to 2008, 2009. And when the market crashed, I got wiped out and decided to get serious about network marketing.
0: Mm. What did it look like when everything was wiped out for you? How bad did things get?
1: Uh, I mean, I uh, let's see. I went through a divorce. I was, million I was a million dollars in debt. A million? Yeah, yeah and um you know me and a buddy had bought uh, different rental properties and had you know taken out home equity and things like that went through personal foreclosure at one point was living on my buddy's couch uh so it wasn't it wasn't too pretty really <laughs> chased by bill collectors i'd have to look out my venetian blinds to see if the guy had a clipboard knocking at my door and if he did then i just didn't answer uh because i didn't have any money
0: what powered you through that time period
1: um What stumbled me through for a year was liquor. Uh, I was getting blackout drunk multiple times a week. Really? And uh, it was, you know, I was just, I didn't know what I was going to do. And so, just wasn't the ideal human back then. And I got, um, actually, what, what helped with turning things around was I actually got reconnected with my dad, which I didn't have any association would actually term things around but I hadn't talked to him in 13 years and uh, reconnected with him and I came back and I came back from visiting him in Indiana and there was something that changed within me that made me want to get out of my situation and uh, and so I went after it. And so what was the climb
0: back up look like? How did you get back in your...
1: Yeah, I had uh, I read a book called Go for No, and I incorporated that with uh, video marketing, and so I uh, started doing one or two videos a day, which I've I've actually kept up for nine and a half years, and that's,
0: uh, a, that's, a, lot. that's a lot. of videos, <laughs> man. I just got into the video game, yeah, yeah, because like I was had a fear of getting in front of, on camera, yeah, the yeah.
1: And, and I'd also, from reading that book, Go For No, I decided that I was just going to go for 20 no's a day. So, every day, I was really doing three things. One, 20 no's a day before my head hit the pillow. Um, at least one video, but often more than one. And, uh, and just working on myself. So, self-development, like either a book or, you know, going through a course or something, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, how did you get into then network marketing? Where does your path Yeah. Go from there.
1: A friend of mine who didn't know the situation that I was in invited me to a home meeting, like many network marketing stories start, which I had actually sworn off of network marketing. I actually didn't want to do it because Uh I'd had some bad experiences with uplines. And, you know, because I understand marketing uh, and I was doing marketing kind of stuff that maybe didn't fit the mold and they didn't like it and so i had i just had some bad run-ins with with uplines and things like that and so i'd sworn off it but at this point i'm dead broke my credit shot i didn't want to go back to a job and i'm like you know what i i'm just going to make this thing work
0: Mm -hmm. so then you get into a network marketing company what was the first one
1: uh, well, I had been in network marketing in the past over, you know, just kind of dabbling because I was actually focused more on real estate. But in 2009, I got into a, a company um, that its product was gold and silver graded coins, and which was a little different, you know, different than juice or shakes or, or whatever and uh i like the idea and so I, I i ran with that company
0: so wait when you were dabbling with it though back earlier yeah were when it was more part-time yeah were you making money from it
1: yeah some i mean not mm-hmm. not crushing it uh you know i was good at sales but i didn't understand duplication you know i'd had a lot a pretty vast background in sales mm-hmm. and so I made some sales. I got some recruits. I got fortunate. I had some duplication, not a lot. I didn't. I didn't understand how to get massive duplication, right. and and so that's um, you know, that's that's where you make you know the good money in, in network marketing mm-hmm. is understanding duplication.
0: So, what do you mean by duplication?
1: Duplication, just getting other people to do what you're doing, mm-hmm. and having it so simple that anyone at any education level or knowledge level can do the steps to create. You know, income and impact in that company.
0: Yeah. Making it really simple. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I read on your about page mm-hmm. and after I'm butchering the numbers a little bit, but it's relatively accurate. And you can correct me after
1: five months. You were making like fifty thousand dollars per month, right? A little different. So, uh, my fifth month was my first ten thousand dollar month. Okay. Uh, seven months, forty thousand. Ten months, fifty thousand. Hmm. Became the number one income earner in that company, and uh, that was back in two thousand ten.
0: How does how does that happen? Such a quick ascension.
1: Um, you know, obviously results vary. You know, because if you look if you look at my story, I was a full time entrepreneur since April of 2005. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that was quite a few years of actually being in the game of being an entrepreneur and a foreclosure, um, before I made it in network marketing. So some people would see it in five months. Oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, I had been self-reliant for quite a while. You know, I, I was, you know, doing, being an entrepreneur full-time mainly with real estate, but, um, you know, it's just massive numbers. I mean, Mm You know, I, I tell people have a success, have a, have a daily routine that makes success inevitable. And no one's ever surprised. Oh, you got 20 no's a day, a video a day, and you did self-development every day and that worked? Wow, that's shocking. No, no one's shocked by that. It's yeah, like, no. you know, if anybody does that, they will create success. Yeah. Now, it'll vary on, on when that happens. And, you know, sometimes timing can help. Sometimes you get a lucky break with someone you, you know, bring in. I know my fifth month I got a, a really good guy in that came in and crushed it. And so, you know, luck kind of favors those who show up all the time.
0: Yeah, that's it's so funny. I mean, as I had mentioned earlier, I just got into video very recently, only two, three weeks ago. Wow! And you know, ever it has changed, changed everything. I and I've been doing pretty much a video a day. The other day, I did four. Nice. um, On I guess it was like Saturday. Yeah. But pretty much, what's happened? Is my bad videos, my worst videos now get 5,000 views. Nice. And it's That's like, awesome. it has changed everything. Nice. I can, you know, showing up every single day yeah. for years on end, yeah. what, what that would do. I mean, it's not shocking.
1: Right. It's not shocking. It's not. It's not a surprise.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's something I say all the time show up every single day and watch what happens. Yeah. You'd be, uh, you'd be shocking because some people,
1: it's like, you know, they, they don't take it seriously. No, they you don't. Know? They treat it like a hobby, but right. they, want, they want money, but they treat it like a hobby and do it yeah. haphazardly. Yeah,
0: Right. Like, yeah. I mean, like I'll do it working five hours a week. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At least in the beginning, you definitely got to hustle. Um, yeah. I think in the... It just
1: depends on your goals. If right. you have big goals, then, you know, it's just like if you have big fitness goals, you sure. know, should you go to the gym often? Yeah. If yeah. you don't have big fitness goals, then go whenever you want. Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do videos whenever you want. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, uh, you know, I think there does come a point, though, like where you optimize and, you know, because we always hear the four-hour work week, right? Sure. There does come a point where you have the systems in place and the processes developed where maybe you are now where you're probably working a little bit less than you were maybe 10 years ago. Is that
1: is that fair? Are you working less now? It's different. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say less. It's different because you know, if you, you know, one of the things that drives me is, is impact. How do I make a bigger impact? And so, I am in, in some ways hungrier than I was 10 years ago. And so, we are, um, you know, showing up in different ways. So, right. in the past, I mean, my first six months, I barely, I, I never had a 5,000 view video. No way. Really? Um, I maybe was getting 30, 50, 100 views. Uh, I just didn't care. And now, you know it's different. You know there may be there are days where I'm on, you know, six different lives in six different groups, ranging from ten thousand to fifty thousand people in the group, and so you know there are some days we're getting tens of thousands of, of views, um, and then other days where it's nowhere near that. But it's just it's just a different level of hunger. So we have some things, uh, for example, our you know content strategy is very systemized. Uh, but there's there's other things that um, we're working even harder at. Yeah.
0: Now, this is 100% going to change by the time this comes out.
1: Mm.
0: I've still not done a live video. <laughs> 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 what was your first one?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I had been doing a video a day for quite a few years before live even existed. Yeah. You Different know? dynamic, so, though. Yeah, it is. You, you do it, you upload it, you hope for the best. And... So my very first, I think you're saying video was, uh, pretty terrible. So I had, I had a background in speaking. So at one point I was 22 days a month, Vegas, Chicago, Phoenix, Miami, LA, selling a $7,000 system and a 90 minute pitch to a cold audience. And so I was very used to, uh, pitching and speaking and things like that, but I wasn't used to video. And so the first video I did, I I thought you had to impress people, right? So, I got on a suit and I got a tie and I didn't want to blow it. So, I had a script and I had a script taped to the, the back of a computer. And oh, so, the whole time I'm, I'm looking at the script, the camera's here. And I think I do a good job. I sent it to my buddy, Robert. And I'm like, hey, man, what do you think of this? And he's like, OMG, LOL, you should totally post it. I'm like, oh. Oh, uh. <laughs> like, He thought it was hilarious. And, and so... I had to just keep working and calm down and not be so weird on video. But, um, you know, eventually we got there.
0: Yeah. No, I, uh, when I was, you know, starting out back in the day, two weeks ago. Yeah. I yeah. Had so a, ago, yeah. I'd have a, like, a like we have here with a table here. Yeah. That's out of the camera. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, just a note card, a note sure. card with bullet points, there, sure. which is, which is great. I mean, a crutch is great in the beginning. If, if yeah. it's going to get you to like, feel more comfortable and actually, like, take action rather sure. than doing nothing at all.
1: And most people really don't care, you know? Like, sometimes I'll go to an event and I'll say, hey, guys, I'm reading from my notes. And I'm like, hey, um, day one, I learned this, this, and this. Day two, I learned this. And so I found that people don't really care that much, right. you know? If you're if you're not trying to fake it like you're perfect, it's actually better to be vulnerable. And, and so, you know, that's my advice.
0: You know, I've been finding... You know, instead of trying to be perfect, you know, you see the meme videos, right? Sure. The the very highly edited ones. Sure. I'm finding that my unedited, raw, vertical videos are doing so much better Mm. than my touched up videos with a transcript even below it. I think, I mean, here we are in 2019, maybe the stimuli is becoming saturated with like done up videos that are yeah. too perfect. What do you th- do you think?
1: You know, we've never noticed a huge difference between highly edited amazing and raw as far as views and long-term kind of consumption. So, you know, it's uh I think a mix of both is is great if you can, but the most important that Trump's all of them is just doing it and being consistent. So I would say consistency beats all that stuff. Some people will they'll wait for years to learn how to perfectly edit the video and all that stuff and so they don't do anything. So doing. no one's impacted. And so that's not good. Yeah, that was my excuse. It was like
0: I don't it's know. It's not how as good. Right. I don't know right. what what about this? What about right. this camera? What about I sh- should I get a microphone? Was, right. I was like thinking too much. I overthought yes. it and blew it for two yeah. and a half years. And yeah. so finally so, so a couple of accountability partners essentially forced me nice. to do it. And, well, good. and thank God. I you, know. need, you need
1: partners like that. Yeah. Sure. Shout out
0: to Heather Monahan and Dennis Yu. Dennis Yu, the Facebook king, the Facebook nice. ad king. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but you yep. should, um, should definitely come in contact with him. But anyway, um, that's why I'm in video. So back to network marketing when yeah. you're starting to get serious about it. From correct me if I'm wrong, from 06 to 09,
1: were you in eleven companies? Yeah. Yeah, I was in a bunch of different yeah. companies. And and again, you know, that that can be a little misleading because it was they weren't like my full time endeavor. Some I did spend more time on than than others. Um, but I I didn't understand. I I was treating network marketing like Like, a lot of marketers treat it like it's a transaction. And so, it's like, oh, you don't want this? You want this? And so, it's... um, Transactional networking. Yeah. Transactional Which is... um, I mean, transaction is how most internet marketers operate and how most salespeople operate. Uh, It's just... It's just not the only element to to network marketing.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, when... So, you were bouncing around uh, for... Clarify just just for me. I'm the reason on uh, the bouncing around.
1: Because uh, I I was I was treating it like sales, like um, oh, I, if I want to sell travel, I'll just sell this one. If I want to sell weight loss, I can sell this one. If I want to sell this one, I can sell this one. And so, like maybe an affiliate marketer, or an online marketer of having options that you monetize, and that's not where the money is. You mm-hmm. know, if you're going to do that sort of thing, then then just. You know be an affiliate marketer um, but if you want to build residual income that comes in whether you roll over in bed or out of bed then you need to build a culture of uh, that people plug into like a community and um and that's that's what will create much more um residual income yeah. than you just selling someone here and there
0: so that was the switch creating more of a community that people plugged in yeah
1: and, and understanding and learning mm-hmm. culture and duplication right so what was um what's like your favorite part
0: about being in a multi-level marketing company
1: well i mean you know we i mean we did retire from actively building the team so we now coach and train right. but um the favorite part was definitely the team you know mm-hmm. just you know team events i mean we had pool parties barbecues we had cruises i mean at one i remember one point we had uh 250 of our team had won a cruise and so just imagine being on a you know seven day cruise with 250 you know close friends it was Awesome. I mean, we dominated the dance floor. It was was great, (laughs) and and so like just the camaraderie of 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 being around a lot of cool people that are uplifting, um, that are positive minded, that are you know wanting to make a difference, and you know they're all at different Mm -hmm. levels, but they're all marching toward a similar goal.
0: What was uh, your least favorite part? Say, I mean, because you know not everything is not sunshine and rainbows. Oh no! What's the least favorite part of? Mean in MLM if there is
1: Um, I would say that because of its low barrier to entry you get a lot of people that don't understand business and they just kind of you know come in expecting to get you know expecting like a scratch off lottery ticket or, or something like that and so just you know just always enforcing that kind of thing like you know, network marketing is the lowest risk, lowest overhead way for the average ordinary person to start a business. Uh, sometimes I wish that it was a little bit more to join so that, you know, yeah. fewer of the people seeking a lottery ticket, you know, just wouldn't join. And, um, but, you know, that's, that's probably the, the, you know, it's like the, it's like the good, it's like the best, but also the worst thing mm-hmm. is, you know, if you want to start a restaurant, you're gonna have a couple hundred thousand dollars, period, you have to. And you have to be pretty serious to put that kind of money in. Mm -hmm. For most network marketing companies, you're starting for a few hundred bucks. So a lot of people treat it like that and don't take it seriously, but they expect serious returns.
0: Okay, okay, so yeah, where where do they, where else do they go wrong? Is there, I mean, they expect serious returns without putting in the work, but like is there a specific trend that you see them acting like on social media because I know I see I see a lot of like Instagram stories. It's like constant ask, 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 right hook, right hook, right hook. Sure, sure. No jabs, no No jabs, jabs, right? Yeah. Is that is that that's is that a prominent issue that you see as well?
1: For sure. I mean we you know we teach don't lead with the company name or the product name and understand positioning. And so, you know, spamming is assuming the position of someone without identification. And so, um, you know, you don't walk up to someone and say, Hey, let's get married. Right. You ask them a couple of questions first. And so, you know, we teach through like our 14 day challenge and different, you know, marketing, you know, strategies, we teach how to lead with value, how to create, how to create curiosity and conversations so that you can then see if they're open to what you have. And if they're not move on, no big deal. Um, but it's, it's definitely something that we work to eradicate. You know, um, thirty years ago, before you know, before the internet, the worst networker just upset a few people in their town. Now, the worst networker is seen all over Instagram, and, and thousands of people see this terrible networker and think that's what's being taught. Which, unfortunately, some do teach that, but that's not what we teach.
0: Yeah, along the lines of getting married, I always liken it to, and I've posted about the, posted about this on LinkedIn before, and this. This does not apply just to network marketing. This is every industry, sure. this is universal, where people will come in with the first message and, and ask a cold hard sell yeah. on the first message. And I liken it to, you know, asking your date after the first impression if they want to sleep with you. Yeah. It it doesn't work, but yeah. but the uh, the allure of of potentially skipping all the hard work. And getting that yes is like, it's a sexy thing to think about, I, <laughs> right? Well, <right? laughs> it doesn't work. Well,
1: yeah. You know, it, and there's a distinction in that. So if, cause there are ways to, there are ways to get to the point. And there's also most people, I would guess 80% don't understand how to build rapport. And so they're either going to stay in the friend zone forever okay. not going to reach out to people ever, um, or, you know, there's a small percentage of them that just understand how, how many times to talk to them and then get to the point. And so we teach it, a, I teach it, I should say, a little bit, a little bit differently. So, uh, you're in, where do you live?
0: I live right in Estero, actually. Astero. Like okay. Away from here. So
1: if, um, if, you know, if I don't, let's say I don't know you and I see you on Facebook and I see you're positive and, you know, you've got growth university and, and rocking it out. And, uh, and so let's say I wanted to reach out to you. Well, if when people reach out to me and I don't know them, and they're like, "Hey, nice profile," or "Oh, you have a beautiful family," or whatever the standard rapport building stuff is, um, I'm busy. I'm just like, "Okay, what do you want? How can I help you?" Right? Oh, and I, and so I, I'm yeah. just like, "Yeah, what, what, what are we doing here?" Yeah, right? I do that and so. and so if I reach out to you, I would just say. Uh, hey, man, I saw your profile. looks looks awesome. I know we don't know each other at all. I see you're in Estero. I'm looking to expand in Estero. Would you be open and take a look at what it is that I'm doing? If not, no big deal. And so, the three main elements is the elephant in the room is we don't know each other. Number two, are you open, not interested? Because I don't know if you're interested. And number three, if you're not open, totally cool. Now, you can say no, no big deal. and I'll And at that point, I'll actually build rapport. Well cool. How long have you been doing what you're doing? You already know what I'm what I was reaching out to you for, so you're not like, what's this guy want? And and I've gotten to the point very quickly. Now that will get me a not a sale, because I'm not asking for a credit card. I'm saying are you open to taking a look? Mm-hmm. And and so I've gotten a lot of people that'll say, well yeah, tell me more. You know? And then some people say no, but I'll build rapport after and then later on they say, Hey, what was that thing that you talked to me about? And so That's a lot simpler to get thousands and thousands of people duplicating than it is, um, you know, being just, hey, here's my sign up link, you know, join. You know, (laughs) that that is terrible. Um, Or playing the whole, you know, footsies rapport game that most people aren't very good at.
0: Yeah. I find that, you know, more successful people that are more respectful of their time, as as you had alluded to earlier, like if you were to message me like that and people message me like that all the time, like trying to, like... Like, hey, uh, how are you? And I'm just like, I'm literally just like, come on, come on. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So there's like a, it's a delicate balance. It is. It's a delicate balance for sure. It is. So you you transitioned from being in a multi-level marketing company Mm -hmm. yourself to training people in these companies. Yeah. But now you're not affiliated with one, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, Why did you decide to make that change?
1: it was a tough decision. You know, we, we loved our team. We loved the space and, you know, we really didn't intend to build a coaching and training business. Uh, you know, we were, we were building on social media before hardly anyone was teaching on it. And so like, you know, nowadays pretty much everyone teaches social media, but you know, 10, 10, 11 years ago, yeah. yeah. 10, 11 years ago, that just wasn't happening at least for network marketing. Not many people were, were teaching it and nobody was teaching it effectively. Uh, people were selling courses but they had never actually built a team. Uh, and so when we started doing it, people started seeing, wow, he's actually getting duplication and my wife too was getting duplication. How are you doing that? Can you teach me that? Can you teach my team that? And so we started doing that kind of thing here and there and it just, it just really took off. And so we realized that we were splitting our time between, you know, doing what we're doing with the team and coaching and training, and there's always a limit to that because, you know, in our space, if you're if you are building a team, some companies, some leaders, they will never promote you if you're if you're coaching and training. And so, you know, we made the tough decision. We um sold our position in network marketing and uh decided to focus on coaching and training back in 2000 sixteen, so about you know, three years ago. Okay. And um
0: right when I got here, right when I and started focused. hearing about you too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and so we just you know we just now uh we speak at a lot of different company events, we work with a lot of different leaders and uh and we help network markers in all different companies. Mm-hmm. And there's no even perceived conflict from anybody.
0: Yeah. Well I really respect the fact that you branched out and created your own
1: company. I'm I'm really
0: impressed by how far you've come.
1: Oh thanks. Yeah Appreciate uh, it. Appreciate I mean it.
0: I've I've been watching from afar for for a couple of years yeah. now. I've been hearing about you. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. I, 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 I keep saying I'm going to reach out to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, awesome. Here, well, here glad you are, did here. It. We yeah, are, yeah, for sure. So, you know, is there an incentive though to recruit people into these companies?
1: Uh, me personally, no. Or, or what do you
0: mean? In like in MLMs in general, is there yes. an incentive to recruit? And, and have well, people under you or...
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, legally, you're not compensated unless you're moving product or or service like memberships mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So, you have to be moving product volume or actual service. Um, as far as the, you know, in, incentive is the more, you know, when you bring people in that want to build it as a business, you have the possibility of more volume being moved that you may not be associated with. Right. So, one example would be, uh, you know, we we brought in someone, you know, locally that had a friend over in Sacramento and, you know, that, that person in Sacramento had a long history with network marketing and they brought in thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I never would have met that person, you know, had you know, had I not brought this person in locally and that kind of thing, you know, happens, happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And so you, you know, if you're in some people, they don't want to build a team and they just have customers and that's, you know, that's fine. Uh, if you want residual income, not based on your efforts, then that is one way to do it is to recruit people, teach them how to do the business and move more volume.
0: When people say, is it a pyramid scheme? Mm -hmm. How, what do you, what does that make you think?
1: Um, it's just ignorance. I mean, a pyramid is when there is no product, when there is no service, when there is no value. Uh, like I, I get a thousand bucks uh, from you and and uh, you don't actually get anything and I get some money. and like Ponzi someone else gets us. yeah, yeah. And so it's it's just it's just a lack of awareness. and And so the companies that do the best provide value and can stand on their own legs, without just recruiting. People actually want the product. Like I have, I mean, if I sh- I'm not going to, but if I showed you my pantry, I have like, you know, 10 different companies that we buy from because we like their products. Yeah. And sometimes it's a, you know, a drink or a, you know, omega threes or, or whatever. And so they have, they have good products or they have a good service. Like sometimes it's a, you know, save money on a travel membership or some, or things like that. And so, as long as there's a good product or service, then you don't have to worry. If you're not getting anything, if you're just like, hey, if you give me a thousand bucks and, you know, then I'll get money and this guy will get money, then mm. you're probably involved in a pyramid.
0: Yeah. It's like, I guess similar to Bernie Madoff too. Sure. Eventually it all, eventually that would all collapse. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, there, so this is a, this is, I'm going to throw a hypothetical out. Okay. And, and it was it's banking off of what you had just said. Okay. Purely hypothetical. So like, okay. you know, and it's based off of like, you know, these companies surviving without more people coming in. So on an island, right, with a, a finite number of people before globalization. So like no internet mm-hmm. uh, where you can, you can have people, you can reach out to people in Asia, right? But you can't do that before this is before you could do that. No internet. How does the company sustain
1: itself and its members? I mean, how would any company? <laughs> so, <laughs> not, that's not just a network marketing question. Um, you know, it would be if I'm on the island and there's 27 people on there, how do I treat them? And so, it'd be smarter because your question applies to any business. I mean, yeah. how would Nokia or how would Walmart or how would a sure. gas station or how would anybody? That's right. And so, it'd actually be smarter in that context to think like a church so let's say that there's 10 competing churches and, uh, you know, which one makes people feel better? That's the answer is how do you make people feel regardless of their level of desire or level of result? And so that culture of treating people well, making them feel important. Um, that's the, that's the X factor of, of who survives and who nots, whether it's globalized or not. And so your scenario would apply to anybody. I mean, you only have so many people; you can only do so much. Right. But it's a you can make market. you can make who you do have available to you feel good, and they're going to stick around. They're going to stay. You know, they're going to they're going to hang out at the barbecues. They're going to come to the pool parties. They're going to you know feel better about that. And if you have a product or service that's, that's serving them, then you know they're going to stay on that too.
0: Right. Okay. But it's no different yeah, for any yeah. business, of course. Of course. Uh, why is there such a negative connotation with? MLMs and network marketing?
1: Because it's low risk, because there's such a low barrier to entry that anybody, you know, there is no requirement for education. So I could go out there and say, hey, you're going to be rich. Just do this and tell your friends and let's rock and roll. So I can make any kind of claims that I want without, you know, any kind of overseeing regulation unlike a series 7 license or you know being an insurance or whatever we have to really guard you know what you say because you have regulations against you and so any Joe Schmo can come in and make any kind of crazy promise to anybody that they want and that's what usually gets exemplified that's what usually is you know you know sh- people shine a light on um, when I when I would recruit people, if they said, well, how well, how soon do I get my, how soon am I financially free? I'd say, what if it took you 10 years? Will you be financially free in 10 years? And hardly anyone says yes to that. And I say, well, what if it took you 10 years? Seriously, like, you know, is your? do you have a hedge fund coming? Do you have a big inheritance coming? Do you have a, a you know, some kind of residual income that kicks off 10 years from now? Or are you going to be in roughly the same spot? Maybe a little better, maybe a little worse. So what if it took you ten years? Mm. Because I didn't care about the transaction. I didn't care about getting you to buy a little rinky-dink thousand-dollar thing or whatever. I wanted you to have a clear expectation to be here thirty years from now. And so it's all about expectations. If you're, you know, if you're telling someone that they're going to get rich easily, you may get their dollars and you may get a little sign-up bonus, big deal. Um, but they're going to hate you for lying to them, and that unfortunately happens a lot.
0: Mm, mm-hmm if you have
1: say 223 people
0: distributing under you, do you yourself have to sell anything?
1: I mean, that's going to vary by the company. Um, So, I mean, there's different companies that have different, uh, you know, like personal volume. um, And that's, that's going to vary. The answer is no, you don't have to sell anything. Uh, And there's a I'm not aware of any companies that force you to sell a certain amount, unless maybe at higher. There might be like usually it's more not negative but positive. So if you sell a certain amount, you may get an additional incentive. um, Versus, hey, if you don't sell anything personally, but you got people underneath you moving volume, then you'll be compensated.
0: Right. What type of person, if you were to define the archetype, and it's not an end all be all, of course, but type of person do these
1: companies, MLM companies, attract? I mean, that, who do well or like just anyone? Just
0: in, in general, like who joins, who joins these companies?
1: I mean, that varies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that varies greatly. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, just, I mean, not too long ago, the word entrepreneur was not a popular word. Uh, no. Entrepreneur was like, oh, you're between jobs. I'm so sorry to hear that. I yeah. hope you bounce back. <laughs> Um, but when Shark, no, t- cool. yeah, when Shark Tank came out, it became more mass media. And so more of the people that had never thought about you know anything other than a job, I guess, um, they're like, wow, that's kind of cool. Someone's actually chasing their dreams and stuff. But most people don't have enough money to have an invention or start making almond butter cookies in their basement or trademark attorneys or get on Shark Tank or any of these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so network marketing is a great option for that mm-hmm. in that you can... I mean, we, we have clients that... I have, we have one client right now that, I mean, he's been making a quarter million dollars a month every month for 14 years and has 700,000 so people in his organization... <laughs> Most entrepreneurs that are too cool for network marketing would kill for that residual income. They would do anything, but you know, they but not network marketing, right? And so it, it just depends. You'll get people that are lottery seekers that will never make money in network marketing consistently because they're looking for the the easy way um, and they're going broke getting rich, you know, trying to get rich quick. So they'll jump from you know different idea, affiliate marketing, network marketing, all these different things and never make real money, or you'll have people that say, you know what, I get it that this is a business, I need to show up and treat it like a business and be consistent, and they will make money. Uh, You can't, you don't, you don't always know how long. Um, You know, one of our friends, and and she's in our RankMakers group, is Amy Murphy. Her first 17 years in network marketing, she made $3,000 total, which means she probably spent about $10,000, you know, not in profit. She's now a million dollar earner. Now, most people would not have the, uh, we'll say wherewithal to last 17 years to become a million dollar earner. Uh, most people would acquit at month three. Mm-hmm. And, and so it just, it just depends on the person. You know, there's, in the U.S., there's 750,000 Uber drivers that make an average of $343 a month. Um, I think most of those people, if they just understood network marketing, would rather stay at home, use social media and make more than $340 a month without putting strangers in their car late at night or early in the morning. But uh, that's the situation. People can understand it. I drive. I don't get residual income. I have to show up each month and every single day to make a little bit more money. It'll never be six figures, but at least I'll make some money. And they do it and there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool, right? It's cool that it's an option, but it'll just, you you are unable to become financially free through the gig economy.
0: Mm -hmm. Are we to consider network marketers, entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're dealing with profit and loss. You're dealing with, um, you know, making a commitment. It is not free to join. If someone wants free, they should go get a job. And they'll provide you with a, you know, hat and coat and whatever else you need. And that's not to bash jobs. I'm not a job basher. If you Mm -hmm. love what you do, then that's awesome. If you don't love what you do, you do, then I would suggest looking otherwise. And so, absolutely, they're entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to... An entrepreneur is someone who finds a need and fills it at a profit. And that's what network marketing helped them to do. So, the person that may not have the invention ideas for Shark Tank or the capital to start their, you know, some other business, they can take the idea of a network marketing company, start there, learn what they would need to learn in any business, which is communication, sales, working with people, understanding, you know, marketing, sales, and go make money with that company without a big idea or without a, you know, a big amount of capital.
0: Yeah. Is the turnover in these companies high?
1: I mean... Me personally, I think it's about the same as any entrepreneur Uh, and so it all comes down to expectations. If I tell someone that they're going to be rich next month, then they set a uh, disappointment date and so okay, day 31, I should be disappointed because I'm not rich and so a lot of it comes down to expectations and if if you can manage the expectations and tell them that hey it's not easy but it's worth it and you can then have a culture that makes people feel good whether they're making money or not because there's a lot of people and they get major value from network marketing that aren't making a ton of money but they love being in an uplifting community and and feeling better about their journey and meeting people and having new relationships and so it just depends on those two things you know what are the expectations when people enter your company and what's the culture if they're not making money cuz some leaders lead like sales managers, and so if you're not making money, they're barking down your throat and calling you a loser or making you feel like they're a disappointment. And so those you know those leaders usually have a very massive turnover ratio.
0: Yeah. Now, I now this all sounds like great, okay? Like I love everything we've been talking about, um, but there's and I don't I don't know that I believe this, but according to the FTC, 39% of businesses like regular businesses are profitable. Whereas 1% of multi-level marketing participants profit Mm. is, is that inaccurate?
1: I think the FTC one is inaccurate. Yes. Uh
0: Do you know what FTC one I'm talking about? Uh, I I
1: don't, I don't, I mean, I know what FTC is, but um, I don't believe 39% of businesses are profitable. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, where that's, where that may be coming from is not everyone claiming that they're a business, but the, you know, the, you know, the per, there's, there's a lot of people that are attempting to make money in other ways that maybe you're making it cash or, or, or whatever else. I think 39% is a little high. Um, 1% depending on how they calculated it. So if they're, if they're including customers that have no way of making an income, then. I, w- I wouldn't say it's that far off right. um, as far as how many businesses are, are actually profitable. Um, I would say 39% is a pretty, pretty high guess. Mm-hmm. And so I would suggest people, you know, you look at risk reward, right? You want a Domino's franchise is $250,000 and they tell you in their manual, it's a 10 year return on investment. And so if, if you could buy into something for $250,000 and in five years get more, it would be a way better investment. Right, you're not investing two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars for network marketing. Usually, thousand bucks, five hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. So this is so this is something else from the Federal Trade Commission, and this is just one company. Again, I, I didn't do the study. I, like I, you know, I just I, I, I so I can't. <laughs> it, it's not verifiable by me. Yeah. Um, but it the average net income after subtracting expenses from the two hundred top Amway distributors in Wisconsin was approximately minus negative $900. Okay. Yeah. Is that like, like how? What an
1: odd study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? Yeah, it's just, I found it. Very, and,
1: you like, know, I, I don't, I mean, that's a very odd study. Yeah. 200 top earners in Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, what about Rhode Island? You know, like what about, like, <laughs> like when, when someone's looking, like I could talk podcasters, right? So most podcasters don't make any money. Period. They work very hard. That's right. They got awesome equipment. They do lots of videos. They don't make money. If, if, you know, I I don't know the percentage and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't condone a study to say, let's find out which podcasters (laughs) really suck at making money. (laughs) Right. Like I wouldn't do that. Um, and so if someone's looking to, and I'll give some advice for network markers here because this will help them out. So when I, when like if I talk to somebody and they were super skeptical and like, here's what's wrong with network marketing, I'd say, cool, it's not fit for you. Awesome. Rock mm-hmm. on. I didn't spend a lot of time convincing, defending, or trying, no, no, you understand, right? Mm-hmm. I was just like, cool, not for you. No worries. There are so many people out there looking for the benefits of network marketing. They're looking for financial freedom. They're looking for a better product. They're looking for a better service. They're looking for a better community to hang around that it will always have a place. I mean, there are a lot of people in, you know, in that, in that company you mentioned that make millions and millions of dollars. So there's what's possible, right? There's the possibility of, uh, making a lot of money. Um, and then there's the probability that people won't do the work or yeah. their customers or whatever and, and not making any money. Yeah. And so, you know, in my job, I'd work my way up to a pretty good salary in, in the corporate world. There was no place in the, in, In the corporate job for me to show up less and make more and and so there was no possibility of me being financially free from that job yeah and so you know that's one thing you know to consider when you're starting a business there's possibility and there's probability
0: yeah is it a a misconception that the top level earners are profiting at the expense of the lower level part-timers
1: that'd be true if there was a difference in cost so if uh if if the person just getting started was you know paying some crazy amount to you know that was different than how other people bought for it to flow up, then that that would not be very cool. Yeah. Um, everyone's paying the same amount. So if I'm you know if I wanted to become your customer in your network marketing, I would pay the same amount whether i'm 50 generations from you or direct with you or if i want to buy it myself and so the compensation plan is created so that it allows the payment out of what is being charged not add to and so you know there are you know some industries where a percentage is added to take care of the salesperson that's not in in network marketing whether you agree with it or not it's not in network marketing
0: yeah there's so there's this graph here or this chart um that this is so this is what new skin provides okay they're again just a a company just one company one sure right Um, this is what they provide as like you know who makes who what level at what you make what kind of money totally right um So, but then when you dig deeper into the data, this is the bolded stuff here is what they don't provide. And the, so it turns out that it looks, it looks like here, um, 85.89% or 65,000 in 27 distributors make $0, Mm -hmm. but 0.15%, which is 114 people make um, Mm $512,000 per year. Is this is this accurate? Or like, why is there such a disparity
1: in in like the levels of
0: income? Sure, here?
1: Yeah. it's just education. And so I always use like I actually like these charts, and yeah. I love I like when people pull them out. Um, so there are in in that right there. Um, you don't know what percentage of those people are customers that love the product and have been there forever. New Skin is a very large company that yeah. does you know very well with with selling volumes of stuff and. You know, similar to like, you know, how many people at Walmart make over a million dollars a year, there's a percentage. It's the people that work their tail off to get to the top. Yeah. And and it's the same situation here. Right. The difference is uh, there is no option, even at a company like Walmart, to make that kind of residual income. And so, there's what's possible, there's what's probable, and there's customers in there as well. Yeah. And so, most most people don't have the opportunity to make hundreds of thousands of dollars residually, whether they work or not. Mm-hmm. They just don't have that. They don't have the money for car washes or ATM machines or apartment buildings or put humongous amounts of capital into a bank account and earn interest. Most people do not have that possibility. And network marketing allows them to have that possibility. And so, you know, uh, quick question. In any business, is it likely that a real high percentage of people will do a lot of work The answer is no (laughs) it just isn't that's why more people in any company is at the lower salary levels versus the higher salary levels whether it's entrepreneur or not now you take that and say okay entrepreneur totally optional most people treat it like a hobby is it likely that people are going to just going to have the amazing work ethic of a huge earner or is it more likely that they're going to treat it like a hobby and kind of not do anything or just be a customer it's way more likely yeah and so there is no company network marketing or not where a higher percentage is big earners? None. Right. You know, how, how many podcasters make a million dollars a year? There's a handful, yeah,
0: there's a handful. No, no doubt, yeah.
1: you know, but out of...
0: JLD, we know, we know JLD. I know John, JLD, yeah, good yeah. Good, good buddy. Fun,
1: yeah. um, so like, okay, how many podcasters the are podcast. there? <laughs> Does that make it a scam? How many people go to peewee league football that don't end up in the NFL? Is it a scam? Or did they just not work hard enough or have yeah. the level of desire? It may not be work. Because sometimes it's desire. You know, some people enter network marketing because they want mom care, not daycare, not to make millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they hit that, hey, now I'm making 500 bucks a month, sweet, that's what I wanted. And so, you can't measure that on on numbers. Uh But what I would suggest people look at is look at what's possible. If you're looking like statistically, like what statistically might, what statistically am I guaranteed to make, business isn't for you. No business, not network marketing. No businesses for you. If you're looking at what statistically am I guaranteed, then you're just not cut out for business. Yeah, it's what is possible, and it's possible. You, could, I mean, podcaster, you could be a hundred million dollar podcaster. I don't, I don't know if there is, but you could be. Why not? You could have an escalation path that led to a hundred thousand dollar a year mm-hmm. mastermind and all these different things. You could certainly do that. Yeah. How many do it? Not many.
0: Right. So, so last one with the, with the grass here. Keep them coming, yeah, I man. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother cause you me. Got the, I mean, because, I, like, it's, you know, the, the allure is, like, it's a really, you know, great idea. I was, you know, listening to your friend Eric Warre. Mm-hmm. Um, or Eric Warre. Warre. Okay, so, you know, it's like, like, it's a great opportunity. You know, you could, you could be making a lot of money with zero infrastructure.
1: Very little, yeah, right,
0: so like very little. so yeah. if this works, it's like great, you know, yeah, yeah it is. and as he says, a better way. Yeah. so but here's so like here's a bunch of different companies like Amway, herbalife, uh, isogenics, uh, Melalusia, and the so so the level at and then the level at which net profits are possible, okay? And then the percentage of active participants who are at the level where profits are possible. So like, for example, in Amway, 0.6% of people are at the platinum level, which is where net profits are possible. Okay. Um, Melalucha say, director three is and director four is where net profits are possible, but only 2.9% of active participants are at that level. And then another one, so like Herbalife is a little bit better. You have to be on the world team, where that's where net profits are possible, but only... Five point seven one percent of people are there, so when you get down to it you know so save for amway it's saying here according to the FTC that one in one thousand six hundred sixty seven people profit mm-hmm. um, one in four hundred seventy six for isogenic uh, isogenics profit mm-hmm. um,
1: what what is what is wrong here what is is this a misrepresentation as well uh I've never said anything was a misrepresentation necessarily. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, But um, so I would ask, do we think that one out of, uh, let's say 2,000. Do we think that one out of 2,000 bloggers are profitable? Do we think that one out of 2,000 podcasters are profitable? Mm -hmm. I would say no. No. Now, here's the difference. Here's the difference. (laughs) Here's the difference though. Here's the difference. It's very important. Yeah. Why is someone blogging or podcasting? They could be enjoying it. Are they receiving a product? They're not receiving a product. Are they receiving a, uh, a community? Like are they around people that uplift them and coach them and train them and love on them? Are they uh, able to go to amazing conventions and things like that? They could outside of their little niche. But um, the only difference here is these guys, if they are customers, are mm-hmm. getting value whether they're making money or not. And I just don't think it's any different. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're someone, like, if someone's telling you, you know, just hammering how easy it is to make money in network marketing, that's not the way to do it. Just like it's not right to say it's easy to make money in podcasting. You got to work.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's
1: not easy to make it as a video marketer, as a blogger, as a YouTuber, as any of these guys. Most of them don't make money. And they're doing it, most, I would think, are doing it for the pursuit of money, um, that's not a percentage on here, like the FTC didn't say, did you join this to make money or did you just get it to get the product? They don't have those statistics because that would take some serious time. Right. Although I, I would think that, yeah, I, I guess some people just enjoy blogging or just enjoy podcasting. Uh, but I would think more of them did it to make money. Mm-hmm. I, w- I could be wrong. Maybe it's a mom blog and they don't really care if they make money or not, okay. but, um, no, I just, right. I just yeah, don't yeah, see right. it as any Absolutely. different. The only difference is a lot of them are guaranteed getting some kind of benefits from the product or service or else they quit and then they're yeah. not a number on there.
0: Absolutely. So if, But if less than 1% profit, not my numbers, um, and apparently 95% or more quit um, in 10 years across the entire MLM industry, and 39% of businesses are profitable, again, that number might be a little high, um, they go on to say 30% break even and 30% lose money of of businesses. Uh, But, and since 64.2% of businesses fail within a 10-year period, Mm -hmm. uh, this is according to the Small Business Administration. Why should you be, you know, know, starting MLM versus, like, why not just start a business, you know?
1: If you're a stats-driven person and you're looking for some kind of Mm -hmm. guarantee, no business is going to work for you, and and so and I, I'm 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 not one to say, hey, MLM's the only business or it's the perfect business for everybody. Yeah. If you're succumb to if you if you crave acceptance, approval, or agreement, I would argue that network marketing isn't for you. I would say that if you're easily persuaded by people with opinions, then business overall is going to be tough. Network marketing will probably be impossible for you because if you're not tough and this is why like this kind of thing doesn't bother me. I've dealt with this kind of thing so many times. I'm just, you know, I'm just bulletproof to this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, but you have to have a mastery of posture to be like this. No one's like, Hey, do you know the podcasters really suck? Or you know, <laughs> most podcasters don't make money, which is true, Yeah, true. but no one's saying that to you. So you don't have to be that tough. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're not, I'm not saying, you know, I don't know you that well, but um, you have to be tough in, in network marketing. Most people aren't. Now the allure is that it's, it's cheaper than your equipment for podcasting. It's cheaper than any other business at least that i can think of i mean even starting a blog and getting funnels and opt-ins and all that stuff now you're at about the same monthly income without getting a product that you could drink or mix up or use or whatever um and so cost wise business is almost always going to be more expensive for you um percentage wise i think it's about the same and so it's okay if i'm looking at risk and overhead which one makes sense to me. But toughness does factor in. Um, if you're not tough, business is gonna be really a struggle. Um, if you're not tough, you can't make it a network marketing. Yeah. And so, like when you're, this is why like, you know, a lot of the speakers that like speak for network marketing, they're always like, man, that was a great crowd. And they're tough, man. People that stick it out, they're tough. Because you can pull up all the little stats and, you know, and, yeah. and attack them and all that kind of stuff. And they're either tough or they crumble like a cookie. And and that's that's how most people are. Most people, if their aunt doesn't accept what they're doing business-wise, mm-hmm. then they crumble. Yeah. And, they, you know, the strong wind blows yeah. them away.
0: Yeah. Now, so, the the concern that, like, that pulls on my heart, because, like, this is, you know, for someone who... In high school, I had one friend, and you know now I've worked over years to build and nurture so many different relationships yeah. in so many different areas, and it's really my whole life. Relationships are sure. everything for me. But in network marketing, do you have to necessarily like when when you're starting out, do you have to sell to your friends and family and risk your social capital, risk
1: your um, you know your friends uh, losing your friends, perhaps
0: you don't have a cold shoulder
1: you don't have to you definitely don't have to sell them um you and there are you know there there are people that just use social media or just use cold market strategies um if they want we suggest that you at least ask your family if they're open but don't be addicted to the outcome and and so just like you know you've probably told you know family and friends about you know, your podcast and some listen, some didn't, yeah, right, you right, aren't right. mad because some, how dare you not listen, right? That's you're good not point. <laughs> you're like, whatever. I mean, that's, that's how we teach network marketers. So like at least see if someone's open, hey, are you open? Take a look at what I'm doing. If not, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and so trying to convince or sell or defend or um, turn people around or whatever, that's just not, that's just not energetically pleasing. It's just like, eh. Just go talk to more people. And and so, you don't have to talk to friends and family members if you don't want to. We suggest it, but just without an addiction to the outcome. Some are going to say no. And depending on like your, I don't want to say social economic does play a role. Uh, If you are, if you're in a tougher financial situation, like, you know, your family is and friends and things like that then there's more skepticism. The the higher up you go, the social economic chain, the more open-minded people seem to be. And so, I mean, we had lots of doctors, attorneys. We had lots of very prominent people that like network marketing because yeah. they look at it for the model, not for the stigma. And and so, um, you don't have to sell anybody. Just don't be addicted to the outcome. Yeah. Whether you help them or in the past or or whatever. If they're open to it, great. If they're not move on.
0: Yeah. So, we talk about toughness showing up every single day. What are some of the other skills that network marketers or any business person needs to be successful and rise?
1: Yeah, it's really the same. You know, um, I mean, no matter what business you're in, you're in the business of marketing. So, you're not a podcaster, you're a marketer. You're not a network marketer, you're a marketer. You're not a plumber, you're a marketer. You're not an air conditioning guy, you're a marketer Mm -hmm. because you can be really, really skilled at whatever it is that you're doing but if no one knows what you're doing then you're not going to do business and you're not going to stay in business Mm -hmm. and so um, understanding marketing, you know, leading with value which you do with your podcasts of having great value, people get attracted to that, maybe want to do business with you or buy a book or, or whatever and which is, you know, which is great. More business owners need to understand that, more network marketers need to understand that and you know sales communication relationships all of those are things that you need for pretty much any business now not necessarily for a job i mean there, are, you know engineers can be in the background not talk to anyone and and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that in business you're going to have to learn communication you're going to have to learn sales marketing probably social media and uh, those are things that you should learn for network marketing you should learn for for any business
0: yeah communication is so important i mean I, for one, when I when I didn't have friends in high school, when I I didn't even want to talk to people, I made it a game not to talk to people so I could get home and feel sorry for myself. Mm. But then when I wanted to talk to people in come, you know, college time, yeah. I was like, huh, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. and, and still was unfulfilled at the end of the day. And so yeah. I doubled down and I didn't I didn't quit and roll over and, and cry and just stay yeah. in and optimize. Good. Good I, I fought it with every fiber in my being. I don't have strong social genes either. Yeah. learning you know reading every book on communication reading yeah. every uh, listening to all the interviews of these people like sure. Jordan Harbinger, Vanessa Van Edwards, Mark Bowden, Chase Hughes and now now fast forward I've interviewed them for uh, awesome. Jordan Harbinger's coming yeah. soon and Vanessa is Vanessa's my real social superhero and nice. I'm interviewing her in 2 weeks but uh, actually awesome. when when this comes out I've done that but communication has been the biggest most influential factor uh, that in my life, like learning that has just changed everything. Yeah. like what what sort of resources do you recommend to learn effective communication?
1: I mean, I like uh, Bob Berg. Um, you know his uh, endless referrals book really helped me with uh, real estate. Um, I mean, the classics. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Carnegie is is great. It's uh, got to be
0: required reading.
1: It, it's really good. <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up in an abused home, and uh, and then did and then drug abuse all throughout high school, and um, didn't finish high school on time. Never finished college, and so I had some weird social stuff going on too. And I just uh, focus on getting better. Just yeah. focus on improving, and focus on getting better. And didn't have a lot of role models personally to attach to that kind of thing. But so mainly did it through audiobooks and, and, and books. So you don't have a college degree? No. So I, you, I, got it. I, I went there to get over my fear of speaking, but then uh, I, I did not finish.
0: So you don't need a college degree to be successful?
1: You don't. I mean, I like I like what you said in that if co- if college helps you with communication, then that's that's it's totally worth it. Yeah, um, yeah. And so you know, I'm not I'm certainly not a basher of degrees, but there are um, there are way more practical things that you could do than get a degree. Um, but not mm-hmm. that they're bad.
0: Absolutely. So what I'm curious, what uh, when you were growing up, mm-hmm. like uh, what was your your dream job? I wanted to be a pilot.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Oh, dream job. I don't, I don't know if I had that. Um, I mean, I was a entrepreneur fairly early. Sixth grade, I was moving 90 to 100 airheads a day in middle school. Really? Yeah. I was moving, I was moving like 60 to <laughs> one hundred air. <laughs> a big brown, big brown bag. And I was just, I was what selling How sa- much were you selling for? So I got them, uh, I got them for 10 cents each. I was selling them for a quarter. And, um, nice. and so I just always had that kind of, you know, my dad wasn't in sales. My mom wasn't in sales. I don't know anyone in my family who was in sales, but I just always had that. I like sales. I like, I like that kind of thing. And, um, so I don't know. I don't know if I had a dream job to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you, you have, I can remember. do you have then like a, a dream career path for your, your son or yeah, do
1: you have more than one son? I have, uh, so I have two sons and another one on the way. Wow, really? uh, In August, yeah. And uh, and a three and a half year old daughter. So, about to be father of four. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I I want them to be happy. And so, whatever whatever that looks like, um, you know, if they end up being entrepreneurs, awesome. If they end up being engineers, awesome. If they end up being, you know, whatever. My, uh, um, you know, youngest, uh, currently youngest son, is uh, studying sports management and wants to do something with sports, which he loves that. So, yeah. all about it. Yeah. So, whatever, whatever they want to do that, that makes them happy. I'm yeah. not forcing my, you know, what I want for them on mm-hmm. them. So, what do you, you know, we're,
0: we're talking a lot about work. You're yeah. putting in the work, right? That's right. What do you do for fun, man?
1: Uh, mainly play my little ponies with my daughter. Um, that's at least an hour a day. Um, my little pony time, uh, kayak. I got a, uh, one of those, uh, pedal kayaks. And so I kayak every single day. Uh, we're on a, so you don't have to like. You don't you have, have the oars? We have oars if you need them, but we just don't I've use tried them. You have try to pedal them. It's amazing. Once you pedal, you'll never paddle, um, but uh, we're on a 760-acre um, lake here, and so uh, I go kayaking every single day, sometimes oh, with my cool. wife, sometimes with my son.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome.
0: Maybe we'll be, uh, we'll be neighbors one day. It's my dream to live in here, actually. Within five years, we'll be neighbors. I
1: promise you. Yeah. So. <laughs> Eleven years ago, I came to this community, and I wanted to live here. And so yeah. it took some time, but got in here.
0: Yeah. That's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: fantastic. And uh, so, were you where were you living? You were in this, you were in the area, right? You've been in this area for a long time. Yeah. Where were you living before?
1: Um, I mean, I've I've lived in quite a few places. Yeah. You know, when I went through foreclosure, that was uh, in Cypress Preserve, South Fort Myers, and um, then kind of rented some places for a while. and Then I was in uh, West Bay. Um, my wife and I were in West Bay for for a yeah. few years.
0: Awesome. So. Rapid fire around here. I'm going to say okay. a word, word and you're going to say the first thing.
1: <laughs> okay. That comes all right. To mind. Psychological test here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, great. <laughs> I
0: do everyone. i do it, with it. It is it is some of the answers are interesting, you know. Yeah. Cuz like it's it's funny. Someone someone heard Kevin Rudolph I said success and Kevin goes money. And and then people were like telling me like some one person said I was I was shocked that he he thinks success is all money. I was like that's not indicative. Of him. It's just the first thing that came to mind.
1: Well it's their it's their translation too. Like I can say money and I think impact. So money and impact is interchangeable to me. Nice. But to them it's probably not.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's say growth.
1: Uh <laughs> I'm failing on the first one. Uh growth so, constant. I don't know, it's the first word uh-huh. that came to mind. Constant. Uh-huh. Success. Impact. Marketing. Sales. Love. Uh family.
0: Mm. Relationships family wealth
1: uh impact and Ray Higdon uh, getting better
0: i don't know hey, <laughs> i don't good. know what to tell you getting better all right <laughs> all right so ray i have to acknowledge you for you know everything that you're doing and the message that you're sharing and telling people teaching people how to go about network marketing and prospecting mm-hmm. and recruiting the right the right way right you know instead of just being you know, going for the cold, the cold asks, but mm-hmm. but teaching that delicate balance that we talked right. about earlier. Right, there's a delicate balance because uh, I see everything that you put out, and you've grown a large social following. Mm. Many people following you, and I thank you for yeah. being a good sport. Yeah, I think,
1: yeah, sure. Because
0: I, I, I mean, listen, I, I ask the tough mm-hmm. questions. I, you know, I, I have to ask the tough questions. That's I, okay. And you, you answer them. So you're the go. Cool
1: all right thanks for having me
0: yeah my final question yeah okay if you could (laughs) if you could teach a course at a university
1: a course of your creation or otherwise what would it be um i would say how to make a positive impact and that doesn't necessarily mean make lots of money you know um we're on the, the board of a few different charities and, and we've been blessed. Uh, one thing that we teach is Wealth Wednesday, uh, which is do a random act of kindness for a stranger involved in a financial exchange. And so we have um, between, we actually track it, between 700 and 850 people a week do some kind of random act of kindness every Wednesday all, all around the world. And so how how to make a positive impact no matter where you are, even if you're dead broke, even if you're not in a great neighborhood or whatever. But I would I would say that more people need to hear that.
0: Ray Higdon, you are the man. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now if you enjoyed this one today, there are a couple of ways that you can give back. The first is of course to leave an honest rating and review in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can also take a screenshot of this and share it out on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore and tag our guests as well and we will absolutely give you some love. And then of course if you want to start your own podcast a podcast like this, or any other podcast you envision, you can go to jordanparis.com slash pu to get free access to Podcast University. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give.